Hey, what's up? My name is Dusty Otis. I am the lead pastor here at The Grove in Fort Collins, Colorado. Thank you so much for taking part of your day to be a part of this church, to engage in this message, and for supporting our ministry. It means more than you know. None of what we get to do happens without you. I pray that today's message speaks to your heart. I hope that it helps you move forward in your relationship with God, and I hope that you become just a little bit better in following Jesus because you took the time to listen today. Enjoy the message. And assembling. Everybody say assemble. It's a weird word, okay? I've got so much stuff up here for you today. It's going to be so good. How many of you guys got a piece of Lego when you came in the door? Yes. All right, hang on to that Lego. I've got mine too, okay? So we're all together. Hang on to that thing. So each piece of Lego, if you want a little sneak peek, is a part of this house. I bought two of these. And so Oscar and Kaz and Lainey put this together, okay? And you have a piece of this house in your hand. You with me? So just to prove it to you. Oh, where's it at? I have the window trim that has been knocked off of this one. And so then, which is also another good point to my message. And so why does assembling matter to me? Why is this, why is this important to me? Why is it important for us? And so for me, for me, it was uh, us in Detroit for nearly four years without gathering. And so we went to church less than 20 times in four years there, which is above average for a lot of people, sadly. Um, but for us, for us believing this is the greatest cause on the face of the earth, it was not. And so we felt this, this void in our life that we were lacking the connection. We were lacking the connection with people. There was no assembly. And so you can go and you can gather, but there really is, um, it's, there's this disconnect when you're out. And now listen, the pandemic had a lot to do with that, right? Everybody kind of went through what we went through. But when you feel called to a place to go, and you're just told no over and over and over and over again. The disconnection, it feels so great. Like Axton being disconnected from his mom right now would be like the worst thing ever. You wouldn't even hear a word I said because he would be so upset. And it's nap time again, it looks like. So, awesome. And so, um, knowing this and what we felt like there was this, there was this deep desire for one. You know, we could say that it's personal. Like, well, I really just feel like I should be in church. And like, I should have Heather in church because I'm the spiritual leader of our house. And, and that's great. And, and, and we felt that, but we also felt this really great need for our kids to be connected. Like, I want my kids learning from somebody other than me, especially when it comes to like-minded people. And in the assembly, that's what you find. You find like-minded people that you can connect to, that you can do life with. And there's, there's strength, there's strength in the assembly, right? And so then... If you think about the difference between, we've talked about attending, we've talked about why you attend, why you come, why we gather, how we gather, all those things. We've talked about gathering places. And to attend just means to be present. That's what it means. And to gather simply means to accumulate, to amass, or to pile up. Right? To assemble means the action. It's an action. The assembling is the action of coming together. So it's very different than just the gathering, and it's way different than attending. And so then... So we talked about last, last week, the gathering is they gather in two places. They gather as a large group in the temple, which is what we call the church today in 2022. And they gather from house to house. These are smaller groups. Now, everybody that met in the big temple didn't go to house to house. I'm sure they're like, hey, yeah, you go do that. I'm, I'll see you tomorrow, right? And so it's not, about, it's not about going, well, they did this and this, and you should be meeting with people twice a day and gathering and assembly and attending and all those things. It's just to understand that the expectation when they gathered, when they assembled was, the destination was the presence of God, and the expectation was, what's God going to do today? What's God going to do? That's what Acts said. So it wasn't about the place, and it wasn't about what you wore or what was there. It was about, we're going to be in the presence of God today because we're two more gathered in my name, I am there. 
And what's God going to do today? They saw signs and wonders, if you're familiar with Acts. And so then, you know that assembling is the action of coming together. And so if any of that appeals to you, that's last week's message. All great context for today, for today. And so then what does it take to assemble? Anybody remember these? Old models. Do you remember these? No. You poor soul, okay? $1.99. Guess how much this costs today? $17.99. It's plastic. Now, inside this box, so I, this is how good of a dad I am. I bought this for us all to do at Christmas for me and my kids, and it's still in the box, okay? I'm just batting, I'm, I'm hitting home runs at our house, okay? And so the assembling, I used to love doing these. I used to love this. You'd peel the piece off, and you glue it together, and you could paint them. You could make them as nice or as ugly as you wanted to, but the parts in this box are gathered. They're not assembled. Everybody agrees? And so it's the old, the old model. And so that was the first thing I thought I was like, wow, how do I, Lord, how do I really talk about the difference between gathering and, and, and attending? So then the pieces are in there, the pieces are together, but for it to go anywhere, it has to be assembled. For it to be anything, it has to be assembled. And so then we know that we, and we know that when we assemble, when we come together as people in his name, that we're in his presence and that we have his power. And that's great. And you get that in attending and gathering. You will always get that in attending and gathering in Jesus' name. It's a promise. But assembling takes people. Assembling takes people. Everybody say people. people. And you, the, the reality is this. You can have his power and his presence at home. And so to everybody online, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being with us. This is not a slam on online crowd because sometimes you have to watch online, right? You just have to. But if you can, if you can assemble, you need to assemble. And so then you can have God's power and you can have God's presence in your home when you're gathered with your family. And that's great. That's great. But without God's people, the assembly doesn't happen. And so then to assemble, we need God's people. Now we say, wait a second, I'm not God's people. Yeah, you are. You're the human race. God made you in his image. He said, you're good. And, and then he said, it's not good for you to be alone right? And so then it doesn't matter your history, your background, your denomination. We have a lot of denominational things right now going on. It doesn't matter your upbringing or where you are. A believer is a believer is a believer. Yes. No matter if you play drums or if you wear a robe or if you stand up and sit down 17 times in one service, it doesn't matter because Jesus is the center. Jesus. That's the essential thing that we all sit in this room for right now is Jesus. And then, and then man will get in the way and go, you should have had a red robe on today, brother. I can't even believe you look like that. What does it have to do with Jesus? Zero, right? And so then Jesus needs to be the center. So the question we ask ourselves when we assemble, when we come together, is Jesus the center? Yes or no? And then we get to move forward. And so I was in this men's group uh, once. It was, it was our two-year anniversary of being in Detroit. And I get to step in. And I got asked to lead this men's group once a month. And we're talking every generation is represented here. I'm the youngest guy in the group. And so for me to lead was a little bit... Um, intimidating, even though I, I can be intimidating sometimes. I'm sitting in a room with highly educated people, uh, doctors, lawyers, like big time people. And I step and I'm like, okay, guys, today we're going to jump into John chapter 14. And this is a picture of what it means to assemble outside of here. Okay. And so I'm like, we're in John 14. And instead of me reading today, what I want to do is I want to go in this. I want to go around a circle. I want everybody to read. So grab, grab your Bibles, open them up and let's read John chapter 14. And so as we do, I get lost. I just have my phone out. I have my YouVersion Bible app, and I'm like going with, with, my, with my translation, which is the best, obviously, because it's mine, right? And so Chip starts us off, and I'm lost. 
And from the time it goes to Chip all the way back around to Tony, I don't know where we are, but they, they stopped talking. So I was like, well, I guess we're done, you know? And by this time, I've, I've lost my train of thought. I've lost my focus. And I go, what version of Bible are you guys reading? Like, what is that? What is, and I'm, so I'm going around and I, and I, and I, I didn't pick on Chip intentionally. I said, hey, I said, what do you, and he's a high capacity guy. I had no, I had no <laughs> business saying, do you understand that? But I said, do you understand that? And he goes, you know what? I can't tell you how many times that I've taken this Bible and I've thrown it down and I punched it and I kicked it and I've stepped on it and I've thrown the trash and I get it out. He said, but yeah, I think, I think, I think this, this man's in his sixties. I think I'm finally starting to understand it. And I said, is that the same Bible that you're having your son read? And you could tell this light bulb goes off, right? And so we go around the room to all these guys, and they're all talking about the version of the Bible. And listen, these are men, uh, every race, every culture, every, everything you can imagine, from me to 90 years old, from Catholic to Lutheran to I'm the only non-denominational guy in the room. And, and uh, Moses is this African-American guy, and Moses sleeps the whole time, okay? He sleeps just like this. He's got a big belly. And he, sleep, he just sleeps through the whole thing. He never says a word. And he wakes up and he goes, I tell you what. He goes, when you say that your version of the Bible is better or that your church is better, what you're saying is my God's better than your God or I'm better than you. And I was like, dang, that's true. That's why I don't put versions of the Bible up on the screen when I share scripture doesn't matter where it came from. It's the, it's the Holy Bible. It's the living word. It'll change your life if you read it for yourself, right? And so then that take, what Moses said, blew me away. And I thought, man, this is what is separating us as, as believers. This is what is, is, is disconnecting the assembly of God's people. It's my way is better than yours. Well, they, they have haze. They play drums. They have electric guitars. Those are from the devil, right? All of this stuff. And this is keeping... The human race from assembling. This is keeping the body. This is keeping the American church apart. That's pre, that's pre COVID, right? And so then that keeps the body separated. When you say, now, if you're not reading the living Bible, man, you are, you're lost. No, you're not. Are you reading the Bible? Is Jesus the center? Jesus Bible? Go, right? And so then the best example we see of assembly is in Acts 2.42. All believers, remember we said to walk through that door, you just had to have this much belief. And in the presence and the power of God, this much belief is all it takes to change your life. And so you only need that much belief to walk in the door. So don't say you're not a believer because as all believers were together. That means they came together and had everything in common. And so the reality is this, regardless of denomination, your past, um, your hurts, your struggles, your trials, your sin, with forgiveness, okay, you're right in God's sight, but God sees you as one of his. I saw something earlier this week. Actually, she sent it to Victoria through Instagram. It said, when Abraham was counting the stars, he was counting you. He was counting you. When Abraham was counting the stars, he was counting you. So you are God's people. It's not a, I once, I wasn't, now I am. It is you are. You are. It's a both in. And so you were created by him. So then when God's people assemble in his presence and in his power, great things happen. Great things happen. And so, so much great that he says in Acts 2.47, you see them playing out right here at the grove. Here's what it says. It says, when they assembled, the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And so here's what I want to share with you. 
And this is a celebration. 49 new people have walked through that door in the last two months. That's huge. That's because we assemble. Okay? 32 people have taken a notebook. What does that mean? That means they're ready to, to consume. They're going to learn. Right? 23 of them have taken a Bible. 23, we've given out 23 Bibles. It's amazing. Only because we assemble. People are taking steps in their faith because we assemble. 19 of them have prayed a prayer to receive Jesus based on the box on the back of that connect card that says a relationship with God. 19 people. Those are all stories. Every one of them is important. I'm not doing this to share stats with you. I'm doing this to share and show you that when we assemble in God's presence with his power, lives are changed. People grow. The assembly is important. It's important. And one of them got plugged in and started to contribute. He's sitting in the booth back there. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so then, God does amazing things when we assemble. Amen? Amen? And so then, assembling, though, is not attending. Remember, that just means you're present. And assembling is not gathering. That just means we're all in the same place. Okay? Assembling is what our kids have done with this Lego house. I can set this back up here now. I know it's massive. Okay? It's what our kids have done with this Lego house. Now, if you got a Lego when you came in, that Lego is part of this house. So then you are part of this. Okay, so stay with me. Assembling is coming together. It's coming together. How many of you played team sports, any type growing up? Okay, good. This is, this is good then. When you play team sports, you understand the difference between individuals and a team. And that's why you hear the acronym for team is right. Together, everyone achieves more, right? And then the best teams in the world are the ones who are the most together. They high five the most. They hip bump the most. They're the most physical, they're the most engaged, they're the most assembled. One heartbeat, one team, one goal, one dream, one desire, one trophy, one, 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 is the whole goal of everything that we do in team sports. And so then everyone on that team is responsible for the team's success from the starter to the practice player. Period. That is what the body is in the church when we assemble when we assemble. So then for the team to be successful, they have to come together. For the church to fulfill the Great Commission, we must assemble. Assemble. Henry Ford said this. He said, coming together is the beginning. Keeping together is progress. And working together is success. Success. If I could add just a little bit of Jesus to this in some acts, here I would say, coming together is attending. Keeping together is gathering. And working together is assembly. Not that he would like me to do that, but I just did, okay? So, but what stinks is it's really hard to find people you want to work with. And church isn't really supposed to be work. And so you can't view that as a place like, oh, I have to do this today. There's never a got-to mentality when it comes to Sunday meetings with God. It's a get-to. We get to do this. And because we get to, people's lives are changed because they see us. They see us. And so then, so then assembly is not about working together. It's about being together. And it's about believing together. One, this is why our core, our core scripture today is Hebrews 10, 25. It says this, let us not give up on assembling together as some are doing. Let us not give up on assembling together. It says that, okay? I didn't make that up. Now, some versions say different things and that's where we get confused. And so then, let us not give up on assembling together as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more since you see the day of the Lord is coming nearer. Closer, closer. 
When you think about this and what it means to assemble, to come together, when you look at the Lego house, you're a piece of this house. It's the best I could do. Okay, we're on a budget. (laughs) When we come together, we gather in his name. So we experience his presence. We see his power. Heard a story before I stepped up here about a man who hasn't sang, and he, he started singing today, and he experienced something he's never experienced before. Today, because we assembled, because we worshiped. Because we worshiped. Because we worshiped. And so then, you can say that it's God and me and do that alone at home, but without this, you're missing it. It's what we were missing. It's what we missed in the assembly, right? And so remember the whole Bible summed up in what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 22, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Let me put that in 2022 terms. Love God and love people. What do you mean? Be in relationship with God and be in relationship with people. What do I mean? Be in community with God and be in community with people. To do that, we must assemble. We must assemble. Now then, when you're alone, that's when the enemy attacks you, right? When you're the every now and again attender, when you come and go and you haven't really let the gospel change your life, you you think it's good and, and you feel better, but man, the devil really likes to kick you in the butt on Monday when you wake up. And if he, if he doesn't do it on Monday, he'll do it Tuesday or Wednesday, right? And by the time Sunday rolls around, you're like, man, either I really need to get back to church or no, like I'm, just, I'm beat and I just need sleep. And you choose a pillow as opposed to Jesus. And so then knowing that, and he says, when, when we're learning about Jesus saying, you need to be in community with God and with people, when you're in relationship with God and people, when you're in community with God with people, you will not forsake the assembly, you won't give it up because you understand how, how important it is to you because you need the community, right? The concern is this, culture, social media, technology, VR is doing everything it can to separate us and make us feel alone. Alone, 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 alone. God doesn't want you to live alone. He doesn't want you to be alone. He wants you to be in community. He wants you to be part of the assembling of the body. So if you look at my Lego set here, Oscar was the engineer on this whole thing. Which piece, if I said any piece, which piece, if Axon was awake and wanted to come and take this thing, which piece would come off first? Possibly. Right? Windows, roof, everything that's on the outside, anything that I can get a finger on, right, is going to come off. That's fair to say. Does everybody agree? So then, here's what you need to think. Think about attendance. When you think about attendance and that right there, those who attend are on the edge. They're just on the edge. They're right there. They have not committed to gathering quite yet, and they're not part of the assembly, but they know they should be here, and they're inconsistent, right? And if you ask me, hey, Dusty, could I get that orange table out of the middle of that house right there? Could I get that orange table? I would have to take this whole thing apart or off to get that to you, and I would do that but it would take some work. It would take some work. You're not going to get to that part inside very easily, are you? No. No, you won't. But if you wanted a piece of the roof, no problem. No problem as long as you give it back because I have to have this thing assembled, okay? And so then, when it comes to the difference between attending and assembling and being alone, which one does the wolf catch? Does the wolf catch the one on the inside there or the one on the edge? The edge. Wolf catches the one on the fray. The one on the outside, it's easiest to get to, less work, right? Not as connected. 
Right? Are you guys with me? So it's important that we assemble and not just attend because we're all sheep. The Bible tells us this, right? It tells us that we are all like sheep that have gone astray. That's even me included. That we are the sheep of his pasture is what it says. And so then if you're on the edge or on the fray, here's what you need to be doing. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I need to get to the middle of this place right here. I need to get to the middle of this flock. I need to get in the middle. Why? One, recognition. I'm on the edge, okay? Where am I at in my relationship with God? I'm on the edge. I'm on the edge, and that's okay. Because the wolf catches the one on the fray, you want to be the one going, hey, let me in. Let me in. And guess what everybody here is going to do? Come on in. <laughs> Come on in. It's all good. And so you, you might say, yeah, that's good. That sounds a lot like gathering. That sounds a lot like gathering, right? So we understand the difference between being present and being together, the action of being together, assembling. But what is the difference between gathering and assembling? I used to have three old trucks. I love old Ford trucks. The reason I bought this is because it's a Ford Lightning. And so I had three Ford trucks, 77, 79, and 79. And the reason I had three is because it was going to take three to make one, okay? <clears throat> it's cheaper that way, but it takes a lot more time. They, they were out of my parents' house behind their barn. And if I invited you over and said, hey, come take a look at my truck. Come back here and take a look at my truck. What would happen is we'd walk around the barn and you'd immediately go, what truck? None of them were complete. They were scattered. But right here, all gathered in the same place. But the bed was there. The transmission was sitting in a tire over there. The motor was sitting in a tire right in front of it. Right? The driveline was still on, this, on the 77. They were yellow and red and brown. Okay, well, I don't even, this is a hodgepodge. This looks just like a bunch of junk, right? It looks like a bunch of junk. I don't see a truck here. Guess what I saw? I saw a truck. I knew how it was all going to come together. I knew we were going to paint it. I knew all of it. Gathered, everything was gathered, but until that, until that motor's in there and that transmission's in there, that truck is going to sit. All three of them are going to sit and they're going to continue to rot. I got one of, I got rid of one of them actually, okay? And so then when you see that, and you understand this thing. It's cool that we are gathered here and we're gathered today. Some are just attending today. Some are gathered. Some believe they're part of the body. For the most part, we don't see the difference between gathering and assembling. And so then all parts there, God told us to assemble, not just to gather. And so then if you have a Lego here, <clears throat> hold your Lego up. Just show me your Lego real quick. Doesn't matter what color it is. Could be the color of one of my old trucks, <laughs> Right? Let's pretend that your Lego represents one brick of this house. Okay, so it just got a lot heavier and it just became a little bit, it just became worth a little bit more and it just became a little bit stronger. A brick can do a lot of damage. I can attest to that. A brick has a lot of character. A brick can be expensive. Today, if you want, if you want antique bricks, you might pay up to 25 bucks per brick for an antique brick. Now, for the most part, you're going to pay a dollar. 225, but bricks have value. They have worth, they have character, they have beauty, right? Some bricks aren't perfect. That's amazing. It's supposed to be like that. It's a perfect representation of who you are, okay? Not with brains, okay? It's not a slam on anybody. So then, if you think about that, that brick that you're holding is a part of this house. It's the difference between attending and that single seat right there gathering as a body and assembling, coming together, just like this house, if that makes sense. 
Now, what happens when you put every brick together? Strength increases, beauty increases, worth increases. This doesn't just become a couple dollar house. Now I have a couple hundred thousand dollars, right? I don't. Have, I just have a seventy cent brick now. I've got something that's worth seven hundred thousand. Why? Because we've assembled. We've come together, and bricks coming together provide a place to meet somebody. That's what we do here. They provide a place where you can gather with like-minded believers. They promote a place. They, have, they create a place where you can come and talk to somebody. God, that's what the brick represents. And so then, when we assemble, we assemble as one. Not to, not to take that team analogy into the ground, but one. When we worship, what do we have? One voice. We're assembled in worship. When we pray, what are we praying? We're praying in one accord. We are agreed. I might be the praying, but we all say amen, which means let it be. I'm in on that. We're assembled. We are one in our belief. When we assemble, we don't just spur each other on towards good works, right? The Bible says that we sharpen each other as well when we come together, when we assemble. So it's not just coming together, not forsaking the assembling to encourage each other, but when you get here, you sharpen each other. You sharpen me just as much as I sharpen you, by the way. And so then, Hebrews 10.25 says, let us not give up on assembling together as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more. If you're writing or highlighting, all the more. More. Since you see the day of the Lord is coming. So then our assembling should not be decreasing in 2022. It should be increasing, right? We should be coming together more. And so I'm going to close with this. Now listen, don't work ahead. You can't work ahead. It's a lot of words here, and I, and I wanted you to read it, so I had Lindley write it, except the, except the bottom line, okay? Because I forgot one. And so can everybody see this okay? Now here's what happens when we attend, okay? This happened in, in our team meeting just on Thursday. Why do we attend? We attend to connect. We want to connect. Why do we want to connect? We want to connect for community. It's all what attendance does. This is a process, by the way. These are steps. You don't go, so for example, Joseph has been playing worship here for nine years? Seven. For seven years. He's been assembled at this place for seven years. He's the longest assembled person that I know here. And I will ask him to come back here every month until he tells me no. No pressure. <laughs> Zero pressure. Now, Dennis at the booth has been coming here 12 weeks. He's been assembled for four weeks. So this is a process. So never assume, oh my God, the big church, mega church, capital C church, I've been a part of that. They want you to do this in four weeks, okay? They want you to get from here and get all this and be this four weeks, okay? It's called growth track or whatever you want to call it, okay? And we'll do that, but we're going to walk with you. We're going to walk with you. It's my responsibility to do that. And so then, what's it take to attend? It takes a belief. It takes a belief this big to walk through those doors. And what do you have to do to attend? You just have to be. You just have to be here. Okay? Present. You have to be present. Does everybody follow me? Now, I'm going to leave that right there for right now. What happens then when we gather? We take a step when we gather. So all of this happens, and now we take a step towards the gathering. And now we're gathering. We gather to consume. This is an ugly word. Please don't take it wrong. 
We gather to consume. What's that mean? To learn. To learn. To be affirmed in our faith. What do I believe? What do I believe? I get that by learning, by consuming, by coming, by assembling. More, more, more. That's why I tell you every, every weekend, come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. Come and consume. Come drink our coffee. I don't know if you noticed, there's four more coffee pots out there today. Please drink the coffee. Okay? Stay as long as you want. This is your house. You never have to rush out of here. Drink all the coffee. If it's gone when you get out there, there'll be more pots next week, and we'll make more coffee next week. Okay? Why do we gather? Why do we gather? If you know Elizabeth here, please raise your hand. What brings you back? What brings you back? You know somebody. You know somebody. Who knows you? Who knows you? We gather for relationship. We only come back for relationship. If I attend and meet nobody, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. Why do you think we're the friendliest church in Fort Collins? That's the goal. That's the goal because we want them to be here. We want them to be here. Relationship. What happens when we gather in relationship? We grow. Holy moly. And our belief gets stronger. And when we gather, discipleship happens. Okay? Oops, I skipped ahead. Now, all of this leads to what? Becoming a part. Now I am a part. I'm not a part. One word. I'm a part. There were so many scriptures I could have did for this, but discipline told me no. Okay? So then, we assemble to contribute. What's it mean? This house just became my house. I'm here. I'm here. I'm home. Right? For what reason? Discipleship. To grow. We are called to go into all the world and make disciples. Now that I am a disciple, to make a disciple, we must first be disciples. Right? And so then discipleship. What takes place in all of this? Depth. Now I have, now I have consumed and I've learned. I'm affirmed in my faith. Now I have depth in my relationship. And I have become a disciple. Why does the church exist? Worship, discipleship, evangelism. What happens when we come together? We worship. And at some part, at some point, you start singing. One voice. Boom. Just a simple, some people, that's their first step. I know a guy, he's 70-something years old, his name is John. I don't even know if John's still alive, so forgive me if you're not alive still, John. Um, John's first step was to give. He's 72 years old. He came, uh, he came to me after church one day, and he tugged my arm very firmly. Old men have quite a grip, okay? <laughs> and he says, hey, I just want to let you know that we started giving today. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, bam, into the road. Here he is. He's part of the movement, Okay. That's what I thought in my pastor mind. John taught me something I'll never forget. And I said, that's awesome, John. Thank you so much. Blah, 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 whatever I say, okay? And I turned to walk away, and he grabs my arm even tighter, and he gives me the tug down this time, which I cannot stand, by the way. <laughs> you can grab me arm, but when you tug it down, that's a problem, okay? And so he goes, no, we've never given. And I'm like, 72 years old. I'm like, John, now I want to have a conversation. Like, I want to learn more. What I realized about John, John didn't even know Jesus, John didn't know Jesus. John doesn't volunteer. He's stubborn. He's 72. He's very stuck in his ways. John hasn't been to growth track. He's not been to discipleship. What did he do? He gave. He just gave. 
And I'm like, wow. So then, so then this is really God's responsibility, not mine. Here's your part, right? And these are all big words. This could take years. This can take years. There have been people attending here for 10 years, and they're still right here. That's okay. That's not my responsibility. We're going to share the gospel every time we get together, though. And it's going to change your life. When you open that Bible for yourself, it changes your life. Okay? And so the church, first church, Acts 2, this church, we gather, we do this. When you attend, we worship. When you gather, you start growing. Grow in relationship with God and with people. Vertical, horizontal, right? Which leads to evangelism. Now you can do what Paul did. Woe to me if I don't share what God's done for me. Woe to me if I don't tell you what God has done in my life. Right? That's all the evangelism is, is sharing sharing the gospel. And so then what you see is belief is the seed. You just have to plant the seed. Growth is where it takes root, and depth is where you have fruit. This is where we flourish. We flourish as the church, as the church. When you attend, you simply attend a building, and that's what you believe it is. When you gather, you're part of the body. When you assemble, you're part of the movement. You've heard me say it 73,000 times. The church is is a body of people, not a building. It is a movement, not a monument that we visit. This is the progression. Again, it can take seven years. It can take 20 years. It can take 12 weeks. But this is it. This is the difference between assembling and attending. Does this make sense? I don't know that it's ever been put like that. I'm not the first one to do that. I'm very sure. Okay, and here's what you see. This is all Acts chapter 2. What's our church rooted on? Right here. Community, relationship, discipleship. Why does the church exist? Worship, discipleship, evangelism. This is our way. To become not the building, but the body, and to grow into the movement so you can be a part. So then, if everybody put their piece of Lego together today, with a few pieces left in a cup back there, we'd have this. We'd have this. This is what assembling is. Now, let me share one stat with you because I'm a stat guy. 73% of people never get out of this box right here. Ever. Ever. Pride, all the stuff we talked about in attending, right? Overcoming perfection, not good enough, all those things. From those 73, if I had poor math up here, I'd never, ever live it down. 19% will, will do this, and they'll just stay in this boat right here, which means what? 8% actually become the movement. And in a post-COVID world, you're seeing 30% of the 8% returning. So then we must assemble. We must assemble. So then the grove exists to be a place where everyone, including the human race, can gather in community, grow in relationship, relationships with God and with people, and go as disciples. Gather, grow, go. Everybody say it with me. Gather, gather. Grow, grow, go. go. We're a community church, here it is, built on real relationships, seeking to become better disciples. That's it. Look at that. Community, relationship, disciples. Four, worship together, one. We do this as one. That's assembly. The whiteboard is very dangerous for me. (laughs) Acts 2 says this. Hebrews 10.25 tells us, do not neglect this. Do not neglect this. Everybody is at some place on here. 
And there might be four or five people in one place on here, and that's okay. There's no pressure from me or from anybody on our team for you to be in any of these except get your butt here and get other people here with you so you can do this. So we can reach our city. Yes. So we can reach our city. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. It means more than you know to have you with us. And to all of you who partner with us and support the mission of our church, thank you. We cannot be the church without you. Go ahead and click the link in the description to partner with us now, or you can visit thegrovefc.com forward slash partner. If you enjoy the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe. And if you know someone who would benefit from hearing this message, share it with them. This is how the gospel goes forward. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.